And take two. Good morning, my friend. Good evening, friend. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? I'm good. Can you hear me now? I can. I can. That was just bizarre. Well, it's it's something with, and we'll go ahead and get Willie Gillis's shout out right now. Uh, one of my phones, the newer of my phones, for some reason, the uh, the speaker mic I don't think is working like it should be. So yes, we're on the uh, we're on the other phone. So always helps if you have a second phone, I guess. Or a fifth or a sixth. How many do you have now? Oh, it's still two, but the legend is growing. I, I think if you talk to uh, if you talk to Mr. Gillis, I probably have something like twenty nine phones at this point. So, oh, I do talk to Mr. Gillis. I talk to him daily. I uh, something. Okay. I am currently talking to you using Wi Fi. When did this finally get? taken care of when did they finally get you your wi-fi service about 37 minutes ago (laughs) i was so excited i was like oh my god i can tell dad a little about my wi-fi yeah i don't have to more importantly you don't have to eat up your data while you're yapping at me it's this is crazy or i'm yapping at you or we just yap back and forth so it's all good i do enjoy a good yap i've got to be honest (laughs) I think people know. I think people know that about both of us, actually. People have picked up on that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't understand and, uh, how. I am very subtle. Yes. Well, yeah, very self-aware and very um, abrupt and to the point. Although I, <laughs> I do I do have to say, I have a feeling if you wanted to be abrupt and to the point, you probably have no problem doing that. You probably can cut people You know off. what? I, I, I can only remember... Once where I've really been abrupt and I just, and and I actually, it's something that I'm not proud of. I, I had a friend, I wouldn't say, oh, she was a friend for a season and not forever, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and part of that is probably my fault, given what I'm about to tell you. Um, and she was, she had been with the same guy for like five years. And when she started dating him, she was a size 10. And by the time I met her, she was like a size 18 to 20. Now, she was a devastatingly beautiful girl, physically beautiful, and a very kind person as well. Mm-hmm. So when she got to the size 18, he turns around and he says to her, you know what? I don't want to date anymore. You know, I'm just not attracted to you now that you're fat. And she was devastated, obviously, because she was completely and utterly in love. She thought that she was going to marry him and all those sorts of things. And, um, but what he didn't stop doing was sleeping with her, right? Yeah, that, that should have stopped. And, and so time and time again, she would say to me and another friend of ours, do you think he's going to, you know do you think he will, you know, we do all these things together. It's everything except I'm not his girlfriend. I've gone, well, he has Mm. no reason to. She's like, what do you mean? I've gone, he has no reason to call you his girlfriend because he gets the company when he wants it, gets to sleep over when he wants to, you know, he gets no reason. So this goes on for months and, you know, months of us telling her how great she is, how wonderful she is, how she doesn't need him. I mean, legitimately, I have three male friends that were willing to date her. 
wanting to date her. Willing is the wrong word. Wanting to date her. <laughs> right. And um, and she just kept. She she just sort of kept saying, "Oh, you know, he'll see sense. Eventually, he'll see sense. Eventually, he'll see sense." And and I turned around this one night. I was so frustrated because it had been months and months and months. And I turned around and I said to her, "At some point, you've got to stop being a dog that asks to get kicked." And she's like, "Well, what does that mean?" And I've gone, "You have to stop having sex with him." I'm like, he has no reason to want you to be his girlfriend because he's getting everything he wants without having to give you anything that you want. And if he wanted you to be his girlfriend again, he would have asked by now. And she went, uh, and she and she was devastated. I could see it in her face. Sure. She was devastated. Sure. But I had gotten to a point where I just couldn't. But the it wasn't even what I said. It was how I said it. Because I said it ruthlessly. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm rarely ruthless. Um, and I have regretted it. And um, I'm, well, I have regretted it. Forced her to do what she should have done all along. Sure. Um, but I consequently lost the friendship too. That's, so that's a shame, but I mean, I, I think you get to a point where I mean, you you did what you had to do. You couldn't stand by and watch her continue to be used like that. Um, well, that's it. I mean, she yeah. she just is such a stunning girl, and so like she just, you know, there's there's a Dita von quote, which I'm sure probably somebody else said to you, which was. You can be the sweetest, ripest peach, but there'll always be someone who's sick of eating peaches. And, um, you know, meaning that it doesn't matter how beautiful a woman is, there's there's always potentially going to be a guy who doesn't want her. Unfortunately for some women, it happens to be the one guy that they want to want them. And it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to let go, I think. Everybody sort of knows that, but... I mean, we still we're, we're still social media friends. I I wouldn't say we hate each other or dislike each other. I mean, I in particular, no, I don't have any animosity towards her. Um, but I do, yeah i I do wish I'd handled it better. I don't, you know, I I think you get to a point though, and I mean, obviously, I wasn't there, so I didn't I didn't see how this went down. But I, I, I called her like, a dog. I think that's the part that well, she I didn't mean it like that. I just meant, you know, when, when you know, you keep kicking a you dog. Meant it, you meant it. Well, I mean, and, and you had to say, you said what you said and the, and the tone that you said it and to the point like you did because you wanted to get her attention. Because I have a feeling this wasn't the first time you, I mean, it wasn't the first time that you're like, hey, mm-hmm. he's using you. Yeah, exactly. And and that was it. Like, and there was guys that wanted to date her and not just, you know, here's the thing. I remember being single and I remember one of my sisters who just, I, I, I can't even believe I'm about to tell you what I'm going to tell you. I was 23 years old and I was single 
And this sister said to me, you know what, if you're not married by the time you're 28, just find a guy and let him root you, which, by the way, is the Australian and really derogatory way of saying sex. Yeah. Basically, let him fuck you so that you get pregnant and then you can just have a baby. And that's what she said to me. I was educated and I was pretty and I was, you know, awesome human being, but I was also fat. And so, therefore, they couldn't imagine that any guy would ever want to be with me. And, um, and to the point where she tried to set me up with my nephew's math tutor who was divorced. And, and when I met this man, like, he was a foot shorter than me and all of this sort of stuff. And she's like, you should date him. And I've gone, That's a really I didn't short know man. him. That's a really oh, short man. Let's start right? let's start there. He wasn't. He wasn't a foot shorter than me, but he was okay. a good three or four inches shorter got than it. me. Got it, got it. And, um, Right, but it felt like he was a foot shorter than me. And um, and I and I said to my sister, would you date him? And she's like, of course not. Ooh. And I've gone, but I should because I should be desperate, right? And um, And so I'm always very cautious of, like, you know, when people are like, oh, I know somebody who might want to go out with you. I mean, it's just like the most slap in the face, you know, ugh. Yeah insulting yeah. way to say it yeah. but legitimately this girl I I had friends who I would have dated at the time that wanted to date her and and so that's and so there were a few times that she sort of hung out with us with other guys and um and I know that these guys then sort of asked her out and stuff and she said no she just she was all about him she just kept hoping that he would see sense and he never did he never did. And I think actually, he's actually, by the way, not a bad guy. He's not a bad guy. He was a bad boyfriend. He, you know, wasn't a mean person. He just was a selfish person. And um, and I think he's probably had times where he's regretted how he treated her since, actually. I, well, and how old, like, how long ago was this? Are we talking? Um. Oh, gosh. Uh, that they broke up probably about nine years ago it was about eight years ago that I said what I said and um and yeah 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 I I think that um it it, one it's interesting how you'll and we all know these people right that are very dynamic very just just kind-hearted people and yeah in a lot of cases stunningly attractive like stunningly attractive and they could have just about anyone that they they would want as far as somebody to date or somebody to be with but there's like there's just that one that they're uh that they're hoping to uh hoping to get back and it's and i i think you know at some point because uh, i mean it that ends up becoming something just like what, what, you know, what you were saying when, when, you know, sister said that to you, it's like, it, it becomes the narrative that you're telling yourself, you know, she's like, well, I w- I'm not good enough for him. And then it, it really just starts to play on, on how somebody views themselves. And it's just, man, we were talking about Wi-Fi. How'd we get here? I uh, I regret to inform you that I just lost sound. I can hear that you're talking, but I can't hear anything that you're saying. Okay. Can you hear me now? I can. I just heard you say 
can you hear me now? But I literally, you I didn't have the hear phone a centimeter away from my face. So what I've found about the Anchor app, and this will be where the listeners can kind of help us with this, is they will actually have heard everything that I said, I believe. It's just mm-hmm. you didn't. But, but you know, what I, what I said is it's, it's, it is, it's interesting how you have people that are attractive and that are, are, you know, really kind-hearted people. And they could literally have just about anybody in, in the room except the one person that they want. Um, and then I just basically said, we were talking about Wi-Fi. How'd we get here? We're 10 minutes into this podcast. And, and, uh, yet again, we go from <laughs> light to heavy to light and, and back again. But, um, it's just interesting how so much of what we talk about comes back to how people view themselves. Right. I mean, it, it just, there's a reason that somebody wants to stay with the one like they they keep chasing after the one person they can't have and and i I mean i I think a lot of it comes back to how they view themselves what what would you say about that i would 100 percent agree so what i'm actually doing now is i'm holding my phone like we're actually having a phone call because that's the only way i can hear you but i can hear you when it's right up next to my ear so this is how we're gonna do it (laughs) um I would agree because I think here's the thing. People think that self-esteem and confidence is a looks thing. And it's really not because some of the most insecure people I've ever met are the most physically beautiful people I've ever met, but they lack the self-esteem or self-confidence to be that way. And so it it very much comes back to the, you know, when I'm a size 10, I'm going to be self-confident. Well, no, you probably aren't. Because if it was all about size, then there wouldn't be these incredible, you know, super plus size pioneers like Tess Holiday, who who are rocking it and loving their bodies, right? It's not about size. It's not. It's it's not about physicality at all. It's about what's on the inside. And I know that's so cheesy. And I know that's something that ugly people say to make themselves feel better. <laughs> Sorry, that's the line from the movie Liar Liar. But it's it, it's so completely and utterly true. Well, <clears throat> there, you know. Well, and and sorry, you I mean, one thing that I saw I saw a a meme this week that basically talks about this. I mean, the the caption was talking all about how you know it is beauty's on the inside and it's like otherwise you know you just have somebody that has a pretty face and then instead of saying you're a beautiful person you just say congratulations on your face (laughs) on your face exactly exactly look it's it's a fine line because i remember when i first sort of i used to get the you've got such a pretty face thing right I used to get that a lot and um and that makes me sound like I'm ungrateful that people thought that but you know any big girl will tell you that when you get told that you've got a pretty face you hear the uh silent but at the end of that sentence um so I used to get told that a lot and then when I started to lose weight I started to get compliments more on my physicality and and part of me really liked that like, I, you know, I, I think I famously once said on my stories, it's okay to be a little shallow. <laughs> like, it's, it's okay to want someone to really physically like who you are. But you also have to really physically like who you are. Because 
it's <laughs> there's always going to be something there's always going to be something you know and um and i think that the, that you know the way that society's engineered is that we're actually engineered to expect to want this idea of what beauty is because beauty is currently a size zero you know giraffe <laughs> yes. and um and I mean, I I really like giraffes. I think they're great. I fed one at Cincinnati Zoo, but I also don't want to look like that. And um, and I'm okay with it because and I, and I had I did actually have someone ask me whether that was just because I was not committed enough to losing weight that I had assured myself that I was happier being a bigger size. No. <laughs> realistically do I think that I could get down to a size zero no I don't think I could not with the amount of excess skin and everything that I have going on and to be honest it would just take so much of my freaking day to get there well and I mean and to it's not it's not what I find physically desirable it's not what I I'm aiming for my body to be like, and remembering, of course, that my goals physically, the majority of my goals are health related, right? Do I like that my face looks more defined when I'm a bit thinner? Yeah, I do. And, and I actually have a really beautiful neck. And when I'm heavier, you can't tell that. I've got a very graceful and long neck, which is quite funny because I'm not a small framed girl, even when I'm thin. Um, and there are aspects of my body. I like my hands better when I'm, you know, so when we're talking about this little bit of regain, these are the places that I'm seeing it, you know, and everywhere else, but, but it just really comes down to, you got to look at what's on the inside, right? Because the inside should reflect the outside because you can, you can be a size 16, but be healthy and happy. And you, you can be, you know, fuck BMI, fuck the BMI and what it says that you're supposed to be. Fuck that shit because I'm just so done with hearing about that. What I'm saying is if you're drinking water, if you're eating well-balanced food, your body shows that on the outside in terms of your skin and your hair and all. I just think... Take care of the inside. Be a good person. Because I went to high school with this girl who was, you know, quite frankly, a mega bitch. She was a mega bitch. And there were so many people that told me that this girl was pretty. And she was, you know, pretty and she was beautiful. And, and I've never, to this day, I can't see it. Now, as an adult, She's mellowed a bit. I wouldn't say she's a mega bitch. I'd just say she's kind of beige. Um, and, and so to me, she's just kind of ordinary. But I'm sure to other people, she's physically beautiful. Right. But because I knew what a nasty piece of work she was, I've never been able to see that beauty in her. And, and I think it... I think that's just something, you know, you've got to find your sparkle, whatever it is, find your sparkle and just go with it. So the thing I think with all of it is you, you really have to, you have to like yourself first and it can't be 
it can't be looking a certain way with your clothes off or weighing a certain amount. The, the nice thing is truthfully with, you know, if, if you're doing the things that you're talking about, you're, you know, exercising regularly or getting activity in, or you're following an eating plan, you're drinking your water, you're taking care of yourself. The nice thing is uh, clothing can be pretty flattering. So, and, and, mm. you know, you'll, you'll get to a point where you'll look really, really good and people will give you compliments on how it is you look when you're out in the world. Now, the thing that people have to realize a lot of times when they're, when you're looking at, and even when you're looking at progress photos on social media, I mean, there's, there's angles and there's, um, there's, there's apps and tools where, you know, people can touch those photos up. Uh, and it's, it's more than just putting a, a simple filter over top of it. So, you know, that look that you're shooting for, that you're thinking is going to make you happy, which by the way, it will not, um, is, is, it's just, it's not even real. And this entire industry will continue to be built upon you chasing that next thing, thinking that next thing is, is going to be what really helps you break through. It's, it's like, our, it, I mean, it's like an RPG game, like a, like a video game where you just, you have these little tasks that, you know, you do one and then you move on to the next and you move on to the next. And then pretty soon you've been playing this game for like 10 hours. And that's kind of, I mean, that's exactly what the whole weight loss, weight loss thing is about. It's, you know, where you are right now isn't good enough. And we're going to use not only our message to market against your insecurities, but we're going to use all the stupid shit that people have said to you throughout your life because they buy into this crap too. And they think that you need to look a certain way to be happy and what really sucks is it's the people that have been closest to you, family and friends, that have really reinforced this garbage. So, you know, they'll continue to perpetuate it and you'll just go throughout your life spending money on crap that isn't going to work, feeling bad about yourself, but thinking the next thing is going to fix it. When all along, what you really need to do is find the things that you like about yourself. Now, you know, if, if you want to like write a list out, maybe there's only three things you like about yourself and 77 that you don't focus on those three things that you like, ignore the other things. Um, and then just, you know, start for the, the, the folks that we spend a lot of time talking to in the weight loss community, you know, just start focusing on those actions because your body's going to take care of itself. You will lose weight. You may not live like you may never look like a supermodel. And I'll tell you the the thing that, you know, you mentioned how what's viewed by mainstream media is being attractive and sexy. That changes all the time. And you will see people all the time holding on to that look for as long as they can. And, and the punchline is the older you get some usually for most people, if even if they've been pretty pretty fit, pretty active their entire life, that whole lean muscular look becomes harder and harder to maintain. There are people uh, into their into their 50s that are still doing it, but it takes, in most cases, it takes them a lot more time and a lot more effort. And let's be honest, for, for many, um, a little bit more plastic to actually maintain that. So, you know, if you get to the point where it's more of an inside out process, then you don't you save yourself a lot of money you save yourself a lot of, of mental anguish and you're happy which is kind of what you and I want people to be I think yeah look I think that I think that we're 
I think that we're always chasing happiness. We are always chasing happiness. And I think that by chasing happiness, we, I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like I'm sort of getting into the, it's not about the destination, it's about the journey shit now. And I just feel like that's a big cliche. Well, but, so, But this um, is the part for, <laughs> this is the place for us to talk about the cliches because the reason the cliches work or that they're cliches is because they, there's some truth to it, but you and I can sit here like, you know, we will, we will do and talk about this for the better part of 60 to 90 minutes and really dive into the why. And I'm telling you, like, it's, it's really, which cliche do you want people to believe? Do you want them to believe like, you know, being a certain weight or looking a certain way is, is going to make them happy? Or do you want them to believe that, you know, looking on the inside and finding things about themselves that they can get excited about. Do you, is that the cliche that you want them to buy into? And you know, I think you and I are both on uh, the number two team there. He <laughs> he, number two. Um, yes, I would, I would agree. And and <laughs> and look, I'm I'm going to be the first one to tell you that it doesn't always go that way because I, jeez. Um, so I sent my weekly photos yes. to you. I could not see a tremendous difference this week, but I did also acknowledge that I, you know, it is shark week, so I'm bloated as well. So maybe that's why I'm not seeing it. Blah, blah, blah. I can actually, you know what I can see in those photos, how much bigger my underwear is now than it used to be. Like it just, it's just making its way further and further up my body. Um, but I, I had me a moment and I've had a moment for the last couple of days where I just, I think we have a tendency to get trapped in our own heads sometimes. And I, I really, and, and I really do that. I really do that because that is how my self doubt and my insecurities uh, become prevalent. They become prevalent to myself um, in that form of, I just want to cry. I don't know why I want to cry. It also happens to work really well because it's, you know, PMS. Mm. Um, and everything becomes an issue. Everything, every, but only in my head. But that's actually not yeah, a good well, thing, and, that I'm only doing is, it in my head. This is something that I think, you know, it never completely goes away, right? I mean, you're always going to yeah. see stuff that you wish that there would be more changes or things that you wish would be differently. And, you know, I posted, <clears throat> I posted something actually both on Instagram and Facebook yesterday that was, um, go ahead and pull this up. Happiness is a choice, a choice you should make, mm-hmm. you should be making today, which again, sounds cliche and sounds very, you know, like on the surface, well, duh, yeah, you should choose to be happy. And, you know, one person commented, she said, I'm trying. Really, that's all you can ask of people is to try because there's just because you're choosing to be happy, there's still going to be times in there where you look at things and you're like, what the, you know, what the hell is going on? And we're going to sit here and we're going to tell you that you need to, it, overall, you need to have a foundational belief that fitness and weight loss is an inside out process. That if you work on the inside, the outside's going to take care of itself. That doesn't mean after you've been conditioned for decades 
to look at it the other way that you're not going to have those moments where you look at yourself and you're going to be like, Oh, this sucks. I mean, everybody has those. You have those. I have those. Everyone does, but it's, it's really, I think about, can you pull yourself out and see, you know, big picture, what, what's going on. And, you know, the, one of the things I try to, to really get people to, to understand when it comes to all this stuff is when you do just like the scale number. So when somebody gets on the scale, they should look at the number, pick up the phone, open up the, um, the spreadsheet that they have, put the date down, put the number in and be done with it. Like that's it. They shouldn't think any more about that scale number because it's just a data point. And the photos are the same way. So when you typically think of, uh, when you think of like transformation photos or, pro or progress photos, you're always looking at that photo versus whatever photo you have, and you're trying to find differences. And you'll get to a point where you have such a collection of photos that span such a, a long length of time that, you know, you can look at week three of what Rachel's doing and compare it to week 72, and you're going to see differences. Uh, you're The more time in between photos, just like the more time in between uh, scale numbers that you're looking at tells a, a, a bigger picture. So, you know, it's, but it's hard to get people to, to really wrap their mind around the fact that, you know, the photos themselves in the moment, they're just data points too. There's something to be looked at at another time, but that's not where everybody goes. We're always looking for at our last photos and comparing them to the most recent. But I mean, like for you, looking at your photos when you first started, like before you had the surgery, that tells more of a story than you looking at week one and two of you doing what you're doing now versus the ones for this week. So it's, it's a data point, but there's so much, I mean, like there's always emotions tied to it. It's tricky. Well, see with me, my emotions were there before I even did the photos. Right. And that plays into it too, because I was already not in a good headspace. I should have realistically, I should have taken the photos and not looked at them today. Right. That's what I should have done. Right. I'm going to keep my accountability. I'm going to still keep taking the photos the day that I'm meant to and all that sort of stuff, but I'm not in a great headspace this week. So I'm not going to look at them until I'm doing a bit better. And, and yeah, but with me, the real issue then comes from the fact that I keep it to myself. I'm in a bad mood. I'm in a sad mood. I'm going to keep it to myself. Why am I going to keep it to myself? Oh, because I don't want to burden other people with my stuff. What the fuck? I spend all day, every day being burdened by other people's stuff. And at some point in my life, I have consciously made that decision that I am not somebody who is worthy of unburdening. Well, let me tell you, and let I me am. tell you right now, especially when we're, I mean, I, I think you know this for anything, but especially the weight loss stuff, you can burden me, quote unquote, with anything that's going on with you. Like, seriously, <laughs> I, and, and, you know, to the other point, like you said, you said that, okay, I, I almost was going to take the photos and not look at them. I, it's so, it, it's funny. Cause I'll have, I'll have conversations and I think I've, I've done this probably with about each of my clients right now where they'll tell me how it's been like, they're in such a bad place at the moment. It's been a complete shit show this week. They're like, I'm not looking forward to this week's weigh in. So I'll say, skip it, skip the photos, skip the weigh in. Mm. And they'll be like, what? But I need the accountability. I'm like, well, there's no definite time here. If you're like, if taking the pictures or getting on the scale is going to just 
put you further in this in this place that you're trying to get out of, skip it. Like the scale's going to be there next week. Or, you know, if you're feeling better by like say they weigh in on a Friday and you're feeling better by Tuesday and you want to go ahead and and get your photos and your scale number in then, then go ahead and do it. But I mean, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's it, it this whole it comes back to this whole thing being a mind game. But you know what? I'm going to be disappointed if you're not burdening me. I want all the burden for you. I I think that okay. I may have told you this once that I overheard my mum on the phone to my sister. And my mother didn't realize that I could hear. This was years ago. Yeah. I was maybe 23, 24. Yeah. And she said to my sister, oh, my God, Rachel just has the highest expectations of people. Now, I've never <laughs> actually thought that that was particularly true. Although as I'm getting older, I'm thinking it's probably a bit truer than I want it right. to be. But what nobody realizes is that my expectation level for myself is is even higher. And so quite often I will feel like I'm failing when I have no real reason to feel like I'm failing. You know what I mean? And, um, and it's literally just because I'm so hard on myself. And, and I think, I think that comes from a lot of places, you know, this is, this is me, by the way, doing an assessment on myself. Um, I lost my dad very young, but he was very sick for the years before he died. And so in some ways, natural childhood was stilted. It became about being quiet and, and being well-behaved and, and more so than other kids because I was the kid sitting in the corner of the room while my dad was having chemotherapy, you know. And, um, and that's nothing against my 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 parents because god god knows that i mean they loved me i'm fairly certain my mom still loves me sometimes <laughs> and um but like that's just that's you know when i'm looking at how i've engineered myself to be this person that's where it all started and i have always been a people pleaser to a ridiculous degree since then, you know, because then after that, my father died and my mother was really sad and then we had no money. So I never, ever, you know, I was the kid that just didn't ask about excursions because my mum would cry or field trips. You guys call them field trips. You know, I just stopped asking about stuff. I would go to school with school shoes that had holes in them because I knew my mum was going to cry because she didn't have the money for things. And so I just stopped. You know what I mean? I, I stopped letting myself want or feel. And, you know, in that, you know, in that sense, and somewhere along the line, it became tied in with my self-worth and, and, you know, I became that person in a relationship where I would feel guilty if I ever was unhappy or if I wanted to voice that my feelings were hurt about something or, you know, and I did my best to never say no to my siblings about anything. And then when I still didn't feel like I was enough, I just took a big step back and went, oh, well, it's just easier this way, right? And um, even career-wise, like there, there have been times 
where I am so anxious about whether or not I'm any good at my job that I actually was not good at my job because of the anxiety of whether or not I was any good. And, um, yeah, and so I I do get into my head a bit. And the problem is, though, when you've always been, because <coughs> I am, for the most part, a very cheerful person. I don't really let a lot of things get me down. Um, but when they do get me down, they get me down all at once. And I, because I am that cheerful person, because I'm that happy-go-lucky person, that when something does get me down and somebody catches a glimpse it's such a shock that it becomes a are you okay are you okay are you okay are you okay and I'm just like oh my god fucking stop smothering me (laughs) right it's one extreme or another it's either deafening silence or feeling smothered and I don't know I you know I it's it's sort of I think actually my problem at the moment is that I've had a massive amount of change yes. in a really short amount of time. Yes. And that uh, it's just all of a sudden. Um, so uh, I, my, my doctor used to tell me that whenever my spouse was in a, um, in an episode that my serotonin level would go up, right? This is your fight or flight. How do I get through this? 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 Okay, I'm just doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And then the episode would finish and my body would want to relax. But my serotonin level was so high that my body was still going there. (gasps) That you are hypothetically doing to get yourself through that situation. So my problem has never been dealing with difficult situations. My, My problem has been with the shit, what do I do now? That happens about two weeks after the difficult situation is sort of starting to resolve a little bit. And, and I think honestly, that that's probably what it is that, you know, this is my rational head going, okay, well, realistically, this is what I think it is. But of course, that rational head is there now after I spent, you know, an hour and a half this morning trying to convince myself not to cry at work. Over nothing. Because if I had cried, everybody would have looked at me like it was some big freak and I would have had to have made up a reason for crying. Because there's nothing really wrong. It's not usually viewed as a really good reason for crying. It's just, I've just felt, I felt overwhelmed and I have felt overwhelmed for months. For months. And just keep going, just keep going, just keep going. And eventually it will pass. And I know it will pass. But because I did not acknowledge how I felt, you know, actually our dear friend, Mr. Gillis, called me out on it the other day because he said to me, how are you? And I went, such, such, I was talking to him about something and he's like, and you haven't answered my question. <laughs> Like, damn it. He's picked up on things. He's caught me out already. Knows all the tricks. But I just, I don't know whether it's the people pleaser or whether it's the fact, like, legitimately, I was engineered to make as the least amount of 
noise in terms of trouble as possible. And and that's, you know, that's not against my parents. I honestly don't even know how my mother survived that sure, situation. Sure. It's bloody difficult. But at some point that just got so into me that I, I was trying to explain um, – I was trying to explain to my best friend's cousin when that, when he was over here and and I was saying to, you know, we were talking about family and he's, and, and I said, oh, you know, my family actually thinks that I'm very different to how you see me. And he's like, really? And I went, yeah. And it's because I always felt like I had a particular role to play and I played that role well, you know, and, um, I don't know. Am I babbling? I know you always say that good that good podcasts come from rambling, but I just feel like you've just gotten a glimpse of like. No, I, I mean you're you're working through something that is very complex and very complicated and very layered, and you know I think I think one. I, I mean, it's not. Uh, this is why when we say, um, "Oh, just be a little bit easier on yourself," like it it doesn't it doesn't work that way. Um, no. you know, I'm also somebody that has way, I, I have high standards for people. Um, but I have, well, let me, but I, I used to, I, I'm actually trying this thing now where I have zero expectations of people <laughs> that way. That oh, way, that just makes me a little bit sad. Well, but, but hear me out. <laughs> I have, when I first okay. come into contact, I have zero expectations of people. And the reason for that is that I, like you, have very high standards for myself. There's a lot of things that have led and built and that have led to that. And it's, it's not like yours, but it's another layered situation. But you finally get to the point where <laughs> you, have, you have people letting you down for expectations they didn't even know that you had of them that, you know, you, you just kind of like, you know what, maybe, maybe I'm the problem here. So the way that I've been trying to do this, and it doesn't, again, like it doesn't always, doesn't always go as smoothly as, as I would hope. But when I first meet somebody, like I want to hear more about them. I want to see how they respond. I want to see what it is they do. I don't want to hold them to a standard that I'm holding to myself. Because by the way, and you, you mentioned this, the whole thing of having, you know, of, of people being, uh, hard on you, but no one is going to be as hard on you as you are yourself. It's a very real thing. And what it causes you to do, and we would all say this that when we see it in other people, is it causes you not to enjoy the things that you should be able to enjoy because you're so far in your own head and you're so far in your own process of things that it just like, <clears throat> it's, it's, it can be, it's a mental prison. And it's, it's constantly trying to, you know, live up to a standard that you have and you start focusing on things that you can't control. And it, it's just enough to drive you, to drive you nuts. And what ends up happening, I think, or at least for me personally, is when I would, when I would really get into, uh, I've, I've gotten better at making myself take breaks from things like, and it will be unannounced. Sometimes I'll just be like, you know what? I'm going to chill for a day. I'm going to chill for two days. I'm going to chill for a couple hours. But, you know, if I sit and just allow, you know, what's going on to uh, my head to really play games with me, like it just, it's, it's never ending. And one thing I started doing because, I mean, you know, my sleep habits um, is like, if I'm really, really going in my own head, I'm going to take a nap. 
I don't care if it's 20 minutes long. Like I clearly just need to reset. Otherwise I'm just going to be, you know, going back and forth with myself and it's, it's not helpful. Um, but yeah, you're, you know, I, I think, I think what we're talking about here is something that a lot of people relate to, but ultimately like this is, this is you unpacking it and this is you showing, you know what, there's, there's a lot more to, to me and what's going on with me than just, you know, Oh, go a little bit easier on yourself, Rachel. So you're good. (laughs) I am. Yeah. And look, I just, I, I think it'll just hit a point for me probably at about, 7.30 this morning (laughs) on the way to work. And I just was, you know, I've had this stupid sinus infection and I, you know, it makes me feel like I can't breathe half the time or I'm constantly doing this, like constantly sniffling and I hate it. And then I've had, you know, shark week from hell, which is thankfully leaving the building. And then, it's just been all of the other changes. And um, my state manager was in the office today and he's a lovely man. I really like him. Um, he really likes me, which is, you know, it's surprising. He's probably only met me four or five times, but he goes out of his way to talk to me wherever, whenever he visits a site that I'm on. And, um, <clears throat> and we were talking and he's like, oh, you know, new role. And I think this is a great fit for you. And I'm like, thank you. I, you know, I, I feel like that too. I'm still finding my feet. I still spend about 90% of the day terrified. It's okay. (laughs) And he's like, let me know when it's down to, you know, about 60. And I'm like, okay. And, um, and then I was telling him that I'd moved house and he's like, oh, when did you move? And I've gone the day before I started the new role. And he's like, oh, don't ever do that again. And I'm like, no, I won't. But, you know, I sort of just, I made all these freaking big life changes all at the same time. And it's just, I I just think I'm really tired as well. I think that's on top of everything else. I'm really tired. I am the hamster that's been running on a wheel. And I got off the wheel, but I just kept running. Except now I just crash into stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so. So, what are your plans for this week? Yeah. Oh man, I I'm actually going to have a very nice. Uh, I'm having a night away on Friday night, which I'm looking forward to. Um. And then, <laughs> honestly, there's this new cupcake shop that's opened about 20 minutes from my house, and every day she puts up a thing saying that she's sold out of cupcakes by one o'clock in the afternoon. Mm. So, like, shit, they must yeah. be good. So, I'm I'm gonna have me a cupcake. Yeah. Well, and you have <laughs> Wi-Fi, so I'm, like, I'm hoping that you're gonna be screaming some stuff this weekend. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna like ne- I'm literally Netflix like crazy, man. <laughs> It has been five weeks of no Netflix. Well, it's actually been, yeah, it's been five weeks since I was in the process of moving. Four weeks. Four weeks, no Netflix. It's been a bloody long time. Um, I have, however, become completely addicted to this American podcast because remember I was telling you about, you know, the true crime addiction and how I was addicted to this Australian true crime podcast. I found one called uh, Crime Junkies. Actually, I think that's what it's called. Yeah, Crime Junkies. And um, it's run by two 
two girls in Indiana. Mm-hmm. And um and when they were talking about having Midwestern accents and about how like people always like Midwestern accents because you you know you don't really have an accent. I'm like, I know what that's like firsthand now. <laughs> but yeah, and so I um I yeah, I've become addicted to that and that's what I go to sleep to every night at the moment. <laughs> Um, and I like that there. A lot of them are like in, crimes that happened in Indiana, and they're cri- a lot of them are crimes that I haven't heard of. Every now and then, it's like one where I go, "Oh yeah, I remember this." But a lot of them are ones that I've never heard of. And what I like as well is, like, unlike my true crime podcast, they're not all about murders. Sometimes they're about people that are missing. And well, I mean, I know that a lot of people listening right now, like uh, Rachel, that's just as freaking creepy. Oh no, they're they're um, they're as into it as you are. Like, the true crime podcast <laughs> that is and, and think about podcasts and netflix and i i mean true crime is everywhere mm. we're all a bunch of we're just all a bunch of um I, I guess in our heads we just are fascinated by criminals but if it keeps us from committing well, crime i guess it's good do you know what it is it's that whole we're fascinated because we can't understand it mm. we can't and um you know, and there was this there was this meme that I saw about it all though that was like in two thousand and nine, what do you do like two people on a date in two thousand and nine? What do you do for fun? Oh, I um I really enjoy documentaries on uh serial killers. Oh yeah. Check please. Yeah. In twenty nineteen, I really enjoy documentaries on serial killers. <gasps> really? Which ones? <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's funny because things never um <clears throat> things that are really popular usually have been around for a while, but at first people look at them and they're like, Mike, like, why would, what, you know, you're, you're not, you're psycho or whatever. Um, but, and the thing I think about is, um, is online dating. Like now, I mean, people, and yes, there's, there's plenty of stories and plenty of cliche examples of unsavory, you know, scummy people, trying to do the online dating thing. I totally get that. But it is the commonplace way now that, that people date. You don't necessarily just go to bars and try to, you know, hope for the best. So yeah. what are we listening to? Oh, I um, I accidentally opened something from my nephew, yeah. and it was a video. I thought it was a photo. It's all good. It was uh, my <laughs> my nephew's little one's birthday party. And them all blowing out the candles, but I thought it was a, a photo, yeah. but it was a video. And I'm like, oh shit! Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> we and and I think we we tell people a lot. Like we scroll while we're talking. I mean, we could we oh, can yeah. do podcasts without scrolling and talking. In fact, I think for the first probably six weeks we did, and then we're like, we started doing the um, the list and having well, questions and doing. Yeah, calls. it was the uh, the animals, mm-hmm. the animals that kill. Mm-hmm. kill humans that was how we uh but I'm also just um relishing because my iPad I can only use my iPad off of Wi-Fi yeah. and um and so I have not used my iPad for yeah. so long that it's like I can use you my can. iPad you can you can no. <laughs> and and with the I, I mean it's funny because with the online dating I still remember because that's how that was how I was dating back in high school and college. And I, I remember my senior year in class, my buddy got 
he was irritated about something and he in front of everybody is like, yeah, well you're meeting, it's like, well, you're meeting girls off the internet and people like looked at me and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> um, but at the time people were just kind of like, Oh my God. You know, like that's weird. Who would do that? And now, I mean, you know, it's, it's very, very commonplace and it's how. Well, I like, I remember my my sister met her husband on the internet. They started dating mm-hmm. in, I want to say, the year 2000. I was in high school. I think it was the end of my last year of high yeah. school. And, um, and I didn't realize that she had lied to everybody about how they'd That's met. That's totally what you do. Because... You come up with a story of like, okay, we met somewhere yeah. else. And, you... <laughs> and so, I mean, she lived in the same house as us, so we knew the truth. Sure. Because she, ne- like, she never went sure. out. And then all of a sudden she had a boyfriend. So, you know, there was no lying where she'd met him. And, um, yeah, and so we were doing her bridal shower and we did a quiz on the couple. And it was like, how did they meet? And everybody got the answer wrong. And we're like, how did everybody get that answer wrong? And then we realized that everybody got the answer wrong because she lied to yeah. everybody. Oh, yeah, well, that's the thing. You, you didn't tell people that you were some creeper that was meeting people off you know, off AOL. So, you know, <laughs> well, see, she met him back when, um, there was a radio station over here called 96, one, the edge. Yeah. And, um, and so I was in the edge chat room back when it was dial up because all my friends from school were in there. Yeah. Right. So we would all just go in and hang out and the edge had really cool music that would play in the background of their chat room and stuff. And, um, and so then, she was like, oh, how do you do it? And I showed her. And then I couldn't get her off the freaking computer. So then I just, you know, that was the, the stupidest thing I'd done. I didn't get any, like, I didn't get to go on MSM Messenger with any of my friends. Yeah. I also couldn't use the phone because the phone line was taken by the internet. <sighs> do you remember those days? I, I do because, you know somebody would go to make a phone call and it would kick you off the internet or yeah, it was, Oh my gosh. So long ago. (laughs) ASL. That's right. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Do you know what? Actually, that's something that's remarkably a bit more difficult now. ASL because people gender is more fluid now than it used to be. Yeah. So I remember when I first started getting asked ASL, it was 16 female Sydney. I never, even back then, I didn't tell people what part of Sydney I was in. (laughs) The little part of my brain knew not to do that. No, we were, that's, that's, I was the same way. I was, I was 17 male Cincinnati. I didn't want anybody, you know, like you don't want people to know the exact part of town that you're in because, you know, people, people on the internet were crazy. (laughs) <laughs> did I did I ever tell you about the time that my mom asked me to put her in chat room? So I was in Yahoo, and I and I put her in the adult chat in Yahoo because I just figured adult oh was for grown ups. <laughs> yeah, that's not what adult no. meant. <laughs> do, do okay? Do you do you not think that it's crazy that at some point, Tara, we may have spoken on the internet? I you know I was wondering that as soon as we were talking about chat rooms, I was like, I wonder. I wonder what teenage Rachel and Daryl would would talk about because I I don't think there's a question about the fact that we we would become friends, but just like yeah. what would we talk about? 
<laughs> okay, wait, hang on. Let, let's lay it out. So, okay, what was your on-screen name? Oh, God, we're really going to go into this. Um, have you ever seen... Yes, we are. Okay. I have to explain this first, otherwise it sounds really creepy. Um, have you ever... Have you ever <laughs> you've, seen, you've seen Adam Sandler, the water boy, right? Okay. Yes, I have seen So, Waterboy. in there, there's a professional wrestler that is called Captain Insano, right? Yeah. Like a brief cameo. And mm-hmm. we were... We watched that when we were on... a vacation one summer with some friends and they started calling me Captain Excito. Well, that was two weeks before I signed up for AOL. So when I signed up, it was Captain Excito and it was in all caps. It's a wonder anyone ever talked to me. But yeah, Captain Excito. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Do you know my my first ever email address was because I kept trying all these different mm-hmm. things. This was a hotmail mm-hmm. address, by the way. I kept trying everything, and everything was taken. Yeah. And so I started using lines from my favorite movies, and they were all taken as well. And then, as a joke, I put in one singular sensation, which is from a chorus line. It's a musical. Yeah. I was a dancing chick. And that was available. And so I used to have to, every time I told somebody my email address, I used to have to say, it's not dirty. <laughs> <laughs> one singular sensation but it's not dirty it's a line from a song <laughs> yeah, it's um but my chat room name was uh was kind of unoriginal it was rach dancing queen yeah you know that fits that makes sense <laughs> that makes sense no <clears throat> and 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 after the initial uh aol no, ridiculousness no, no, no. everything we, for we, me was like daryl p yeah. or daryl with my birthday after it or something it was it was very vanilla but yeah that i had that one screen name for probably two or three years so okay so wait my next question after asl and asl would have been like so what are you into oh, what would what 17 year old let's see 17 year old daryl um i would have been into <laughs> pizza rolls um but also i, I probably i they're 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 yeah they're they're basically like a did you have a calzone are you you familiar with calzones they're like they're bite-sized calzones basically yeah i know oh my gosh yeah Yeah. so there there would have been that let's see what else um oh my gosh music wise (laughs) i would have been into like the '90s alternative, uh, some of the stuff that was pop and R&B at the in the late '90s. What? No, 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 no. You you can't just say '90s. I got to give you specific. You got to give me okay. examples gotta... on what you. Okay. Yeah, you got to you got to give me an example of what you thought was '90s alternative. Uh, gosh, I got, I'm being put on the spot right now. Um, Alice in Chains or Stones. Yeah, you are. Pilots. Oh, good choices, both of those. If you'd thrown in Faith No More, I would have been like. Oh no, Daddy, I had, well, I had the, uh, well, but see, Epic was the, <laughs> I liked Faith No More, but I was like every other, you know, I, I liked Epic and that was about it. Um, but yeah, that, that would have been in my, my big, <laughs> my big binder of CDs totally would have included uh, Faith No More along with, let's see, um, oh, Motley Crue. I, I loved Motley Crue back then. And then, um, <laughs> what else? Oh, and of course the Bloodhound Gang. Yeah, 
You would you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, that was year twelve for me. Yes. Blood Hunt Gang. Yes, year yes, 12. yes. <laughs> okay, so wait, seventeen year, sixteen year old Rachel would have been into yeah. uh, dancing, hanging mm-hmm. with my friends, going to the beach, um, watching movies. Sixteen year old Rachel is pretty much very That's similar. Good, though. <laughs> um, and um, and I would have tried to have thought of something that I thought mm. sounded cool. Right, because sixteen-year-old Rach was desperate to be cool and was so not. I was trying. I, th- I was trying to be snarky. <laughs> I remember the quote that I had because um, AOL, you had the option to put a quote in your profile, and mine was, yes. um, "Let's see. Oh my gosh, um, it's better to be um, thought of as a fool than to open your mouth and remove all doubt." I just I thought I was hilarious, so. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, oh my god, you're like so deep, Daryl. <laughs> you totally mine get was, me. Yeah. Mine was a. <laughs> Notice I was saying totally and not totes because we used to we used to actually right. talk, right? <laughs> not like these people that abbreviate everything. Says the Australian girl who won't tell you that she did it this afternoon. She'll say I did oh, it this afternoon. Um, okay, so. My quote was from Buffy, and it was, I laugh in the face of danger, and then I hide until it goes away. <laughs> what, I, what I think is really funny about this is what te- the teenage versions of ourselves would talk about are the same things that the adult versions of us talk about now. It's just like we probably would have a better memory because the stuff was just happening like that day. Oh, exactly. And we, and we paid and we paid yeah. some shit now. Yeah. <laughs> that part can go I re- away. Oh my gosh. I remember. Oh gosh, 16 year old Rachel. I was obsessed with Buffy. I was to the point where um she had a prom dress and I wanted my formal, because we call it a formal, not a prom. I wanted to wear the same dress to my formal and I wanted long blonde hair. And my hair was very blonde. Um, but it was kind of like that yellow sun in blonde. I remember the sun. In, oh, well, that's, uh, I guess that would be the other thing. Uh, me as a teenager, I actually had hair. Um, and I had the, yeah, it, it, it looked like your typical. <gasps> you had, did you have I, frosty I, I, did, I put sun in once and that was because I worked at Walgreens and we had it and we were selling it like crazy. Because remember, this was like, this was back when the boy bands were the biggest thing ever. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Had, let's see. Um, so yeah, I, I I tried that. I had the the standard late nineties short hair. Um, going back before that, I had the side spike. You can go back to like mid nineties. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wait. Who who was your girl crush? Like your ultimate um, crush. Celebrity, celebrity would have been Jennifer mm-hmm. Love Hewitt. Um, uh, I didn't. My best friend in high school looked like her. You could have introduced us. <laughs> oh my gosh, she, she, they were like they were so the same, and now she, yeah, not mm. so much now. <laughs> it's all good, but like back then, 
Yeah. She was funny. She was like the mousiest girl. And then somewhere along about halfway through year nine, she grew boobs and every oh, guy in the year knew who she was. That's how that works. <laughs> she was all, but she was always very pretty, but she was just, she was just, un, you know, not noticeably pretty. And then she was just stunning and every guy wanted her, including the one that I married. Yeah. That's how that works so- out. Well, and, and, this is this is kind of funny because like um, Stacy and I will talk all the time. We'll be like, "Do you think we would have?" You know, because there, there's an age difference there. She's like, you know, I, I think we would have totally dated it had we known each other in college and whatnot. And but it was funny because if I if you look at pictures of her, she was going for this very uh, this very indigo girls. I don't need a man look. In fact, she had a T-shirt that said, "A woman needs a man like a fish needs a bicycle." And she's just like <laughs> she was just, uh, just throwing off, all, throwing out all kinds of, of mixed signals to people. But but we're both convinced that like had we met in college, we would have definitely dated, and uh, probably would have been in you know happier. So, but uh, um, what's well, I can the tell you, she's eight there? years older than I am. Yeah, is she really? You can tell her that I would oh, no, never we, have guessed. Yeah, I would have gone. I, I, I mean, I mean, I knew, I knew she was older yes. because you had mentioned it. Yeah, at some point, but I was expecting you to say two or three years. But when you were like, "Oh, the age difference," and I'm like, "Well, you don't usually say age difference, really, when it's two <laughs> or three years." So in my head, I'm going five years, maybe. <laughs> no, I mean, it's um, and it's funny because, yeah, we, we look like we're around the same age. So it works out. But yeah, she. Yeah, and she. Yeah. I don't think I don't think you look old for your age. She looks she, she looks, looks very young. She looks young for her age, um, which is funny because. Yeah. And her her friends know this now, but she she was. She was telling, like, when they were doing some sort of, um, uh, they were doing a 5K race at her school, and when you're filling out the paperwork, she said that she was basically my age. So she would, she, she was very funny about her <laughs> age, but, um, but she came clean with everybody before she left her last job, so. <laughs> well, I was, um, I was talking to one of the young girls that works at the site. I said, why do I always call them young girls? They, they're women. She's like 23 or 24. And she was talking about wanting to get skincare. And she's like just asking across the office. And she's like, is Clinique any good? And I'm like, look, any skincare that you're going to get, if you're going to spend money on skincare, go in and get them to test it on your skin. Like get them to check out what kind of skin you have before you get it. She's like, no, I like to do online shopping. And I looked at her and I went, do you want to know what good moisturizing is? And she's like, why? And I've gone, how old do you think I am? And she's like, like 30? Because <laughs> you know that moment when someone's like, yeah. I want to say 30. Yeah. What if she's not 30? And I've just said that she's like 30. And I went, oh, we're going to go up a bit, <laughs> a lot. And she's like, really? And I'm like, get yourself good, good skincare, yeah? And she's like, okay. And it's, but it's like, it's true. I think part of my, my looking younger is because I'm fat too, which sounds ridiculous to people, but it's because you, you know, all those people out there spending a whole mm-hmm. heap of money on collagen to keep their faces looking plump, to get rid of their wrinkles. My fatness is I doing knew, that for I me. I knew exactly free. where You're you welcome. were going with that. I knew exactly what, 
Well, and, and <laughs> what's and this is this is I guess a sign that um, <clears throat> that I'm I'm getting older. As somebody was talking about, we we're talking about somebody else the other day, and I was saying, well, you know this kid really has a bright future in front of him. And the person I was speaking about was 30. I'm like, when the hell did I become old enough to start calling, <laughs> you know, 30 year olds kids. But um, yeah, it's all good. I, I still, I, I mean, I still go into this whole thing that we talk about a lot, which is I, I, I have to imagine this is what most age groups are going to, are going to be like, like, you know, I don't feel I I, I would have thought, 37 was ancient when I was a kid. And now I'm like, yeah, I don't really feel all that different as evident by the fact that you and I talk about I... the same things we would have talked about as teenagers. <laughs> I'm actually I'm literally going through my, um, I'm literally going through my Facebook right now to see if I can find photos of me with my super yellow yeah. hair. I can't find any. Damn, I did find two that I'm going to send you though. Like of me, of you know, like this. This would have been seventeen-year-old Rach, maybe. So, do you remember when you were talking to people online, and then because you didn't have like now everything's got like a a profile image and all that, but you didn't necessarily know what somebody looked like. So then you're talking to them. No, no, no. And like I remember having someone mail me a photo. But do you do you remember when they're like you know they're gonna send you send a pic you know just just so you can see not because you're like a creeper or anything but just so you can see what they look like and then you have that but yeah you have putting that a face to the name where the picture is downloading and you're trying like you're bracing yourself you're like I wonder what they're gonna look like and then as it's coming into focus for the 17 yeah. minutes that it took for it to come yeah. into focus so I mean. I just, by the way, I just sent you two photos of 17-year-old Rage. Let's see. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Look at that I baby know. girl. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, gosh. Who's the... It, okay, the yes, explain one, these, please. The f- Okay, so the first one that I sent you, uh, so the guy in the jersey-looking top, um, he was, he and I became really good friends at the end mm-hmm. of year 12. Um, everyone assumed we were together, but he actually was dating a male friend of mine but didn't, wasn't Got ready it. to come out. So I was okay with being his beard. He took me to my prom, which was mm-hmm. my formal, Um and literally when I went to, when I traveled Europe the first time I went with him, um, he lives in London now. Uh, we lost touch for a few years, but we'll, yeah, but yeah, so that's him. And then his, his best friend is the guy on the other side of me. And uh, Cameron thought it was really, really appropriate to get very, very drunk at that guy's engagement party and tell that guy's fiance when I went to pick him up because he was very drunk and he was staying at my place. When I went to pick him up, he told that guy's fiance, Hey, this is Rachel. He was in love with her all throughout high school. <laughs> and I'm like, hi, congratulations on your engagement. I'm sure you guys are going to be really oh happy gosh. together. <laughs> and we get in the car and I'm like, you don't say that. Yeah, to that's. But why? It's true. <laughs> He, like, to the point where he, he, I remember him telling me the week before we finished high school, okay, 
he's going to ask you out on like the last day of school because that way if you say no, he doesn't have to live with the embarrassment of it. And I'm like, oh, okay, but because Cameron and I were hanging out so much, his friend got really upset. <laughs> and like his, his friend's like, like we were, we were going to get food and Cameron had a car. Right. You remember like the, that, I don't know whether it was such, because your driving age is different over there. So yeah, it's, it was it's very, 16, very yeah. rare. You would have had maybe, yeah, you, you would have had maybe six or seven people in, in our final year of school yeah. that had a car. And Cameron was one of those people. And Cameron, Cameron and I were going to get food and then he was going to drive me home. And, um, and I said to his friend, oh, you should come with us. And he's like, no, 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 I'll leave you two alone. And I'm like, Bye no, come with us. Like, we're just going to go get food. And he's like, no, no, no. I'm sure you guys want to be alone. He thought Cameron had stolen his girl. <laughs> By the way, it was never his girl. But <laughs> he thought that. And then the, um, the second photo, yeah. is that the one that you were going to ask yeah. me about? Why were you going to ask me about that one, Daryl? Well, I thought you were going to talk about both, but I, I have a clear... Yeah, oh, I can talk I, about I, I was... both. <laughs> So, so he was my okay. dance partner. So we were just, um, he was a very, very shy guy with everybody except for me and completely in love with yeah. one of my friends and, um, now married with like 5,000 kids. <laughs> That's an exaggeration. I think so he's got like out. four. No, I was going to ask about that because you guys are in uniform. That's why I was going to ask about that. Ah, yes. So, so we traveled. We took. I knew. Well, I knew that that question was you were asking about that. So we toured New Zealand together, um, performing across New Zealand together when we were sixteen, seventeen, and um, yeah. So we were always good friends, but that trip sort of solidified our friendship a lot more and. Just it was just always great to be around a guy that knew how to dance. <laughs> yeah, most honest. of us don't. Most of us don't have the slightest clue. No, no, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so now you've seen. Now you've seen sixteen. Yeah, year old I'm me. gonna have to find some. I'm gonna have to find some pictures me. of me. As a teenager. <laughs> oh boy. Um, <laughs> no, I ended up um, the girl that I went to prom with. Actually, I met her off the internet and. Um, when we were at the flying pig, the first person that I ever met off the internet, I saw her at packet pickup and we had like, we basically what I would do is, is when I would meet people, like I went to I'm trying to think of some of the movies that we went and saw. I wouldn't saw any given Sunday and I, and because, you know, meeting her off, off the web, but it was, it's kind of funny cause she and I have, have stayed in touch, uh, to some extent. And then when we were just walking around there, like we kind of, I, I was walking uh, around with Stacy and this, this actually was not, I, I think this is when, when we were trying to find out where you were, um, which was actually that, that, that was the entire afternoon. It's like, where's Rachel? Um, <laughs> but, but it was so funny because we walked by each other and kind of made, I would have narrowed it down. I was, I was in mm-hmm. America. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. You're like, hey, I'll, I'll be there at two o'clock. I'm like, okay. Three hours later, I got there not yeah. long after. Two. Same day. Um, 
Actually, I think I said I'll be there at 12, and I rocked yeah. up at 3. Yeah, no, it, it was <laughs> – but it, and it was funny seeing her because we kind of made eye contact and kind of, like, did that thing where you kind of, like, glare at the person. And then, like, we just had a five-minute conversation just, you know, talking about stuff. And But it's it's different now because, because you do have Facebook and you have social media, so people kind of see what you're up to and what you're doing. But, um, but yeah, and Stacy's kind of like – Oh, this is this is one of the people that you met off the internet, huh? I'm like, yeah, that's how it works out. It happens. <laughs> it, you know what? It it does happen. And some of my favorite people in my life are people that I've met through the internet. Oh, duh, you're talking to one um, of them. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was explaining um, our podcast to somebody the other day, and they're like, oh. So who is he? And I'm like, just one of my best mates. We just talk. No. <laughs> People <it> listen. <laughs> it's exactly how it works. But the whole mate thing, I love that. I try to work that into pal, pal buddy, <laughs> chap, chum, yeah. buddy or pal. That's right. <laughs> oh my goodness. I feel like Neil is going to be very, very happy. Um, now that I have Wi-Fi, because he's always telling me to watch stuff. And I'm like, dude, I'm on data. I can't do it. And now I'm going to have no excuse. I'm actually going to have to watch yeah, it. Yeah, he, <laughs> he does send quite a few things. He sent me <laughs> the, the American's Guide to uh, to English Slang or London Slang. And it was very helpful, very useful. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see did you see my story the other week? I had someone send me a picture telling me that they um for a second thought it was me on the cover of this book. And when I looked at the picture for a second I went, Oh shit. And I thought, crap, how did anyone like I don't remember taking that photo. The the book is Curvy's a Curvy Girl's Guide to 101 Sex Positions. <laughs> But it looks right. It looks so much like me now. <laughs> Particularly if you look at it quickly. Like, the hair is right and the same sort of shape face and probably similar body. <laughs> so I will send you the picture. Yeah, when send, we get send me that picture because I was going to Google this, but I don't know if I necessarily want the Google algorithm tying me back to that search. Oh, man. What, to 101? Yeah. <laughs> What's this guy? Hang on. Um, <laughs> man. Oh, see, I, do you know what my thing is? Since I've, since I've started watching, uh, since I've started listening to Crime yes. Junkies, because I don't know a lot of these c- crimes, I look them up afterwards, you know, just to get a visual in my head of, you know, she was a really beautiful girl. Oh, okay, what did she look like? It's how my, you know, it's how my brain works. And um, actually, the book is called Curvy Girl Sex, 101 Body Positive Positions to Empower Your Sex Life. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> you know, and, and but real quick on the podcast, that's actually probably a really good thing to do is you start listening to the podcast and just a couple moments in, just look the case up and then you, you kind of see who the characters are. Well, see, the problem with that, though, is that some of what I like about the podcast is not knowing uh, who did it. I gotcha. You know, it's a who done it, and every now and then. So I was listening to one today that was. Oh crap! I can't think of what it's called. 
It's from 1985 and it was a family. Family was murdered. Husband was in the military and he was away. Um, So it's not him. The Eastburn family was the one that I was listening to today. And the whole time I'm going, oh, that guy did it. That guy did it. That guy did it. He got convicted and then he got let off. And then he, he got convicted. Then he got his appeal. Then he got found innocent after his appeal. So double jeopardy meant that he couldn't get charged again. And then, but because he was in the army, he could be, because he could be in charge through military court. And, um, and so the whole time I'm there going, oh my God, I swear it's him. I swear it's him. And every now and then you go, was it him? Wasn't it? Oh. And so, so it's like this, this, um, fine line between, I want to know what people look like, but I also kind of don't want to ruin. Yeah. <laughs> Finding out no. who done it. Well, you can find out who who done it, and then you can also look at them after the fact and be like, "Is that really what they look like?" Or like you said, they said she was a beautiful yeah. girl. It's not that beautiful. <laughs> Just well, see, do you know what? Do you know what part of it is too? Is that you? Like, oh my god! This because a lot of true cover. crime is. <laughs> I know, but it looks like <laughs> me, right? So it really so does, right? Buy this book or what's? They saw it, it was on some curvy girl. And um, so I'm on a lot of body yeah. positive pages and there was somebody who'd been given okay. a free copy of it and they were giving it Got to it. somebody else. Right. <laughs> and they were giving it away for free. And um, yes. So, um, <laughs> so that was, um, yeah, that was for free from somebody. But it looks like me, right? It's no, not it, just it my totally, imagination. If if I was to see this, <laughs> if I was to see this at first, it would totally remind me of you. And then I I would send you a message and be like, I know you're doing some of that pinup modeling work, but is is this is this one of your projects? <laughs> well, my exact reaction was, I need to get me some lingerie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so, but <laughs> sorry, I'm like, ah, oh, I um, yeah, sorry, I'm still laughing at that. But, so yeah, so the the she was a beautiful girl. I've realised as well that this comes back to actually fucking brilliant points to Rachel for tying this all together and taking Holy us crap. back to where How we are you started. Do it? Let's hear it. The concept of beauty has changed as time goes on. And what was or is beautiful is fleeting. So what, you know, I remember being, being a girl who was 19 and wanting thin eyebrows like Gwen Stefani. And now I'm like, oh my God, what the fuck was I thinking? So these women that you hear these tragic and horrible things happen to them, that you hear about how physically beautiful they were, you look at them and it's literally like a timestamp of what beauty was at that point. Beauty is ever-changing. How you look on the outside, particularly in the cases of what I've been learning, usually is a reflection of how you look on the inside. Well done. To the point where this podcast literally... Thank you. I was really proud of that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this podcast, one of their one of their mottos is. Hang on, let me find it. It's um, 
in order to stay safe, <laughs> one of their mottos is be weird, be rude, stay alive. <laughs> because yeah. it's always the nice no, sweet girls. <laughs> you know what? It's not a bad philosophy. And that's well, and you know, the other thing, it's really funny. I we've done and you've done a great job with this week's podcast because I'm telling you, 15 minutes in, I thought we were gonna do another heavy hammer podcast. And the people that are listening, like they might start drinking while they're listening to this. <laughs> Just if we if we had another heavy week, which isn't good because I know a lot of people listen to us while they're at work. So, well, we you know, I mean, in fairness to us, we have had two weeks in a row where it wasn't heavy at all. No, we we work the heavy end. We work the heavy end. Yeah. So, I think I had to work the heavy through as well. It had just been in my head so much, particularly today. It was really in my head, and I just needed to get it yeah. out. No, I mean, and, and you know, I, I said it, and it, it was absolutely 100% genuine. Like, you can always throw stuff at me. It's all good. Just throw some stuff, see if it sticks. Yeah. Throw it all at me. I don't, it doesn't, I'm not, <laughs> you You and I are still going to do our weekly podcast. We're still going to, you know, like, I'm not going to be shocked by anything. I think... Okay, so we have this thing where, <clears throat> you know, you want your parents to be proud of you. And and the really good thing about that for most people is that the parents are both alive. So you're kind of like, well, they can be proud of me because they don't really know everything that's right. sort of going on. But when one of your parents isn't alive and you just think, oh, God, my dad is like, my dad can see everything and he's just going, the fuck are you doing right that's my thought process of oh god oh god and and it's it comes back to that whole there's nothing that truly is unfixable in some way but the more we think and obsess about something, the bigger the issue it becomes, the bigger the problem it becomes, the harder it becomes to fix, the more fixated we become on it, the more it affects our mental health, our physical health, our world, the people around us. So the more we chew on something, the more power we give it. And I've literally had, what year is it? I, next month, I will have literally had 27 years of going, oh, God, my dad can see everything I do. I hope he's proud of me. Yeah. Right? I chewed on it too long. Damn fat girls never knowing when enough is enough. <laughs> you know, I, I think I just, I, from what I, from what I know of you, um, much of which we talk about here, some of stuff we don't. I, I think I think people that, that see your intent behind what it is that you do, I, I don't see how people couldn't be proud of you underneath all of it. I, I, I really don't. Um, you know, so I, and again, I know this is going to be something that you're, you grapple with always, but yeah, you're, mm. you're a good mate. Mate. Thanks, mate. <laughs> okay. So, 
I feel like uh, we need us a question that's somehow related to <laughs> back to what we were talking about with like, what are you into? Um, ASL. I think, well, I, I think, um, I think we could just figure out what their online, their first online screen name was. Yeah, oh yes. That's that, a good one. Done. That is, yeah, let's do that. That's our question of the week. I like that. <laughs> I'm, you know what? I'm helping with the questions now. I'm getting pretty, I'm pretty excited about that. You, you are, honey. I'm really, pr- I'm really proud of you. Well, well yeah, done. It's, Keep it's going. not the. <laughs> See, look, look at you exceeding See? my expectations. See, this is the thing when you have, and you, you had zero <laughs> expectations of me with with the weekly question forever because I would go on for three minutes and you'd be like, yeah, no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel no, really bad. It's true. That's pretty much but, exactly how I did it. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, no, that's a really interesting no, question, Daryl. No, this, but why this don't was we just, one of, you know, this is one of the examples this. of when you would be abrupt. You're, you'd be like, "Yeah, we're not going to do that. Or, let's do this." But the way you said, <laughs> "Let's do this," is shut up. We're not doing that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, guys, let us know. Let us know your first online screen name: AOL, MSN. Yahoo. What are some of the what are some of the other ones? Oh my gosh, did you ever do the Yahoo chat rooms? I used to love them. They had a movie chat room. And it was always like there was always like people would just do pop quizzes in there. It was fun. Yeah, I'm trying to I for, most, for a film uh, geek most like of me. the chat rooms I was in was AOL. I feel like I did go into some of the some of the Yahoo rooms. Um yeah. I have a feeling that we're going to be exploring um, circa 1998, 1999, Rachel and Daryl further. Um, really? <laughs> yeah. So we'll, we'll be doing that on a future podcast, but it is funny as you think about it. Cause like, well, we talk about pretty much the same stuff we talk about now. So exactly. I had, um, and I did have, there was one, uh, one girl that I met, online that we actually ended up becoming really really good friends throughout college like we would talk regularly we never met in person though which was kind of interesting because when i lived maybe maybe three hours from each other but yeah just never just uh never did that but like so when you're talking about what we would talk about as teenagers i I have to imagine that conversation would be a lot like the ones that she and i used to have so one time, my sister had a friend that she met from the internet come over, and he ended up asking me out. <laughs> so, was your sister? Was this the same sister that that? Okay. No. So they all were. They were all on the online. So there was thing. There, there was, well, there was three of us that yeah. lived at home, and um the like at that stage and so the one that had met her husband through chat room at this stage he would have just been her boyfriend and she was like she was so addicted and then every now and then the middle sister would get on and have a laugh like Kelly's just funny like that and she had um been speaking to this guy kind of continuously and he sort of seemed nice and whatever and then I think she'd actually added him to her MSN for whatever reason I'd gone into MSN thinking it was my MSN and um, I sort of talked to him a little bit 
and then realized my mistake and was like, oh, no, sorry. And then I added him to my MSN and then my mom, my mom invited him over for lunch. <laughs> and he was her age, but he asked me out. Scandalous. And I, I didn't go out. I wasn't, I wasn't interested. Yeah. Well, how, <laughs> Not in how him, old was he? You know, it was... Um, well, he would have been the same age as her, so eight yeah. years older than me, which, you know, at 19 was probably just that little bit too much. I wasn't ready for that yes. at 19. You know, tw- 21, I could have done it. 20, I could have done it. But 19, yeah, I was in my first year of uni. I was it's, not. It's completely. I wasn't. Yeah, it's it's a completely different. It's a different thing. It's in, it's yeah. interesting. Yeah. And it. then what what's, well, what's, what's ironic is that every relationship I had was always with someone that was considerably yeah. older. You know, I, um, you know, I was 20, 23, I think. And I think he was eight years older and then 24 and he was 12 years old. <laughs> it just progressively got older. And even now it's sort of like, you know, I remember, I remember having that conversation when I'd first separated a few years ago and it was like, well, what are your guidelines? And I'm like, in terms of, and they're like age and I've gone, well, I think at the time I was like 34. So I've gone, okay, 32 to 50. (laughs) And they're like, really? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, well, what if a really nice guy came along and he was 54? And I'm like, then he was 54 and okay. They're like, really? I'm like, yeah, I don't care. It's like, like, it really doesn't impact on me. My my dad was eight years younger than my mom. And, um, yeah, it just is what is you know it's about people i i do think different ages different things right so if you're dating somebody under 18 and you're a lot older than 18 stop it it's illegal (laughs) 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 but but if you're dating a 19 year old girl and you're say 27 and it just works cool you know and and i i i have to mention somebody else that i met from the internet that we um I don't know if I've talked about it here on the podcast, but like that whole summer after I graduated high school, I was hanging out with the, with a couple girls and one of them, I was, we weren't really dating. We were just kind of like, we were going to concerts basically. And so it would typically be me and I was friends with both of them, but then I would be bringing one of my friends along to, you know, kind of date with go or, or be there with, the other girl and you know it was, it was a great date. date uh but it was so we would um but i remember i was talking to her when i was dating somebody I, w- I was talking to the one girl's friend while i was dating somebody else and this girl was a couple years younger than me and she's like you know i just see you as somebody that's going to end up you know i i just always thought you would be you know because always because we're 18 years old so you know in, in our minds six months is an eternity um, I'll, you guys yeah, have got had, life, life sorted. sorted out. She's like, I always, I always saw you as somebody that would be, would marry somebody older. So, uh, Christy, if you're listening, you were right. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, see, you know, when I got married, I mean, it was, it was somebody who was only 18 months older. And I remember my mom being so shocked. <laughs> He's like, he's not what I imagined. And I went, well, why is that? And she's gone, I just imagined you with somebody a lot older. 
<laughs> like, and and what was funny is that my my mum pretty much moved to Melbourne straight as I sort of started really yeah. dating. So my mum never got to experience what I was like dating people, um, and and none of my family really did. I I had sort of gotten to that stage where everybody had gotten married and was having their kids or planning their weddings or doing all that sort of stuff. And I was sort of left by mm-hmm. myself. So whereas I lived through my sisters meeting their husbands and their boyfriends and their whatever and getting married and all that sort of stuff. I mean, yeah, they were there for my wedding and that, but they didn't experience those first few dating months sort of thing. Like I did with them <laughs> and um, all the failed relationships and stuff like that. And, and it's quite funny when my mum got down to it and she was really specific about what she imagined me with it was exactly the kind of guy that I had always dated and um just you know very kind but also very well read and a lot older for some reason everybody I dated before I got married was British really I just yeah I dated a lot of Englishmen like and I met them in the most random places. Like I met one when I was overseas, but then I met one in a bookshop in Sydney and and it just was a thing. And I, do you know what? I don't know whether part of it is because um, in Britain, and I noticed this in the States as well, uh, body, body, body wise, it's, it's a bit more accepting. I come from a tropical nation where everybody's got to wear a bikini. We are not as accepting of plus size sure. women. Um, and so it just sort of seems like I, I get hit on a lot more in those two places. Than I do oh yeah. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure the States yeah. loved you. Um, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, anybody it, it's, it's funny because it, it's, it's just, it, it's embarrassing with Americans and anyone from any other part in the world. Cause they're like, can you just talk? I just want to hear you talk. That li- that literally just kept yeah. happening to me. Yeah, and it's it's sort of it's really nice, except for when the waitress is getting <laughs> mad at you because you don't sound Australian. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's it's really nice. And even when I'm in even when I'm in the UK, because my accent is Australian, but it's not overly Australian. But it's enough that they can tell that it's different. So when I was over there, I got asked a lot, you know, are you from Australia, New Zealand or South Africa? They, they'd get that out there really yeah. quickly because they knew I wasn't from there, but they didn't know where Funny. I was from. <laughs> like, uh, you know, I'm from Narnia. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So the yes. question of the week is, what was your first on-screen chat room name or AOL name? And the theme of this week's episode is beauty is fleeting and constantly changing. So change your own views about how you see yourself if you think that skinny is going to make you happy. That works. I'm just trying to get all this information together for when I put the show notes together for people. Uh, (laughs) Nice. Bonicelli beautiful baby <laughs> and with that we will wrap it up for this week because otherwise I'll, I'll keep Rachel on the phone for another 15 minutes and she needs to you need to relax you need to go stream something I, I, do, I do need to go stream something I'm also the only thing I miss about my old house is the bathtub so I'm gonna I'm probably gonna see if I can fit my ass in the bathtub here it's it's gonna be a tight fit but I don't care <laughs> 
Join us. My old tub was built for Join two. us next week. <laughs> Join us next week when we talk about <laughs> the tub. Um, all right. Well, we will let you do that. And uh, guys, let us know. We do want to know your online screen names. Uh, we're all about, we're not, yeah, we're about nostalgia and body positivity here. I think those are two main things that we talk about a lot. Yeah, I, I, I think that's it. And if anybody would like a cover, uh, you know, a, a signed copy of Curvy Girl Good 6. Lord. But you have, <laughs> but you, the listener, have to be the one that orders it. We're not. Well, you yeah. have to. I can't order it yeah, for you right. because it's not actually yeah. me. Goodness, <laughs> this whole this whole thing. Oh my gosh! Yes. On that note, we will wrap up this week's episode, and uh, okay. I have. A, I'll talk to you soon. We'll do it again next week. I'll talk right, to you bye. soon. All right. Take care, my friend. <laughs>